Hello everybody and welcome to another, another brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T and of course we are talking scary movies. Appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night, the video version at 8.30pm Mountain Standard Time on the YouTube page. You can get that by going to youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds scary movie. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and make sure you're hitting the like button too on any of the videos that you're watching. But of course they do also have audio only versions that are gonna go up at least half an hour in advance. So the audio only version will always be available at least from 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. But a lot of times I offer that up a little bit earlier. So make sure that you're not just finding me on your favorite podcasting platforms, which you can find me by searching Twasm or T-Watch is a Scary Movie, but get subscribed to my link tree. The link tree, which is linktr.ee slash T Scary Movie. That will keep you up to date with new video versions, new audio versions. It'll link you to my letterbox where I have all my written reviews at. It'll also link you to a lot of my social media pages, including my TikTok, where we are currently keeping an update on my Michael Myers Halloween 2 Chia Pet that is starting to see some growth. If you want to check that out, go check out the link tree. Get to my TikTok so you can see the updates on that and other horror stuffs that I'm talking about, including the fact that recently I got a chance to check out a new Dracula film for me, funny enough, called Old Dracula. Got to check out my TikTok if you want to see kind of what I thought about it here. But if you've seen that film, I'd love to hear your own thoughts about it in the comment section. Tell me all about it. So what do I have coming for y'all tonight in this new episode? In movie reviews, I'm going to be talking to you about what I personally think right now is the best horror film that I've seen this year. Now, of course, when the end, end of year stuff comes up, this is not going to be included on it because I try to make sure I'm just leaving it to films that were released in the year that they came out. But folks, out of all the horror films I have seen this year, this one, this one is the one. I will be talking Ghost Watch in movie reviews a little bit later on here. But before we get there, it's time for another week of spooky streaming suggestions. Scary streaming suggestions. Halloween season streaming suggestions. That's right, folks. I have been giving out a multitude of streaming suggestions for you to go through and use over the last few weeks and we're going to keep that practice going folks we're going to be hitting nulu uh nulu <laughs> netflix hulu prime max screenbox and shutter the best streaming platforms for you to catch all of your horror films there are other ones out there for sure but we're going to focus on these ones and just as a heads up once we enter october i'm going to start trying to include some recommendations on what's being broadcast nationally for you as well too for those y'all that don't really do streaming so stay tuned for that but we're going to dive right into things here we're going to start with my netflix suggestion for you so if you've got netflix you need to go and check out the film un Friended. Now, I've talked about on this show before how I'm a big fan of the sequel to that movie, Unfriended Dark Web. This is the first film that talks about a group of friends who are in a Skype chat online with each other and find out that a ghost has entered the chat and it'll be up to them to solve the mystery of who this ghost is before they all are killed. Now, while I don't think the first film is as effective as the second one, because the first film is a true haunting story. It is an actual 
ghost techno story that's being done. Whereas the second movie is very much still a horror film for sure, but it's based just a little bit more into reality. So I'm a bigger fan of the second movie for sure. First movie is still really, really good. If you're looking for a ghost story, that's gonna have some good scares for you. But at the same time, it's not too extreme for like your teenagers or anything like that. This is the one that you're gonna wanna go check out. Go and catch Unfriended on Netflix. Now, moving on to Hulu, I want you to go and see Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Now, I'm not talking about the original version. I am talking about the remake starring Guy Pearce and Katie Holmes. Now, I say that because I have not seen the original film, and I know some of you are thinking, oh, sacrilege, because that's the way it works in horror when you're talking about a remake versus the original film here. But hey, I like the remake. I think the remake's really good. It tells the story about a father who is regaining custody of his daughter along with his current girlfriend. And they soon find out that the house they are currently renovating to sell off holds a number of dark secrets that will not only put the little girl into danger, but her whole family as well. It's a very dark gothic kind of story. I know it is a remake again, but I didn't see the original film. If you are looking for a creature feature that's not like a uh, like a huge kind of creature feature, like there's not a monster or a werewolf wa like wandering around there, but there is something wandering around this house. This is definitely the one for you. Um, Guy Pierce does a great job. Uh, Katie Holmes does a good job. And Bailey Madison, who uh, I love from um, uh, uh, The Strangers Pray at Night, also does phenomenally in this film as well, too. Definitely one you're going to want to go and check out. That ending is going to stick with you for a while. Go and check out Don't Be Afraid of the Dark on Hulu right now. Next up over on Prime Video, I want you guys to go and check out Body Snatchers, otherwise known as Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And I am talking here, just in case for those of you who have never seen this before, the 1993 adaptation starring Forrest Whitaker and Gabrielle Anwar. Uh, there are various other adaptations of this story. You've probably seen the more popular one with Donald Sutherland in it, which is a fantastic film. But this was the version that I saw first and if you like these kind of invasion style films similar to the thing this is definitely going to be another good adaptation of this story now i always thought that body snatchers a story that talks about pod people aliens coming to earth to replace us with uh replications of ourselves but we're actually aliens i always thought this was a story that works no matter when it's set because we're still telling a lot of stories like these in 2023 and we've been telling them at this point for decades and these stories are always so effective because that is as it is humans act like absolute trash so seeing the way that aliens would do it really makes you think what we would do if we were ever in this actual predicament now again it might not be the best adaptation of this story but it's still a really effective one it's still a really good one as well too it's another one that i very much recommend to a lot of people i think it's an easier way to get into these kind of body snatcher stories compared to some of the older versions of the tale even more uh some of the more recent uh retellings of this story like the invasion with nicole kidman and daniel craig uh check it out not only is it available on prime video but it is actually available on the next service we're going Going over to which is max and over on max right now you can go and catch out the haunting that's 
right, folks. If you don't remember this one, The Haunting, starring Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Lily Taylor, and Owen Wilson about a group of paranormal investigators and scientists who are looking to prove the effect, uh, the, the not the effect, but they're looking to prove the existence of supernatural entities inside of Hill House. Now, if that sounds very familiar to you, this tale has been adapted numerous times as well too. You might know it a little bit better as The Haunting of Hill House, which there have been various films, and there's even a TV series on Netflix adapted most recently by Mike Flanagan, which is a phenomenal, Phenomenal show that you should definitely check out. I remember getting to see this film back at the drive-in back in 1999 and for PG-13 horror it had me absolutely terrified. Not to mention that at that time I wasn't used to certain big name actors being killed off in films which I didn't realize was such a thing that happens in horror movies as of yet and to see uh, one of the four that I mentioned lose their life throughout this film was kind of insane to think. But it's one of my favorite adaptations of the Hill House story. Even though a lot of people don't look at it the same way, it still has some effective scares with some great acting and a lot of players who were super young at the time on their way coming up. So check out The Haunting right now on Max. Next up, over on Shutter, I want you to go and check out The House on Sorority Row, one of the original slasher films that we got here that talks about a group of girls in a sorority who are being besieged by a serial killer that has targeted their, their all of them and their sisters for an atrocious crime that was committed years prior. Now, this film famously had a remake back in the mid-2000s, which is actually a super fun remake that I have talked about and review on this show here before. The original film, though, is actually one of the better slashers that we got back in the day. You know, I've talked about the original Halloween before. I've talked about the original Black Christmas before. We've discussed Prom Night as well. And I've actually reviewed this film for you guys as well, too, which I think is actually a really, really effective slasher because um uh finding out the who done it there is an actual who done it like at play here with this the depths are a little bit more personal at that point the effects just a little bit better this is one of the better classic slashers we have out there but that said you absolutely should check out the remake when you get a chance to as well just because that film is a lot better than what it ultimately gets credit for the sorority row series franchise or if you want to call it is amazing lastly over on Screenbox, i got a good classic for y'all you need to go and check out nosferatu one of our greatest vampire films of all time that tells the story of count orlock trying to find a new bride uh it is phenomenal folks this movie is tremendous the fact that it still has such lasting power for being as old as it is like the film's 101 years old i think it is either 100 or 101 years old i want to say and the fact that it's still so effective the look of count orlock is just downright terrifying it is a great film and one that actually works super well with all ages as well too. It can be a bit boring for really, really younger crowds, but when it gets going, the imagery in this film is just terrifying. 
absolute one you gotta go and see folks but these are more spooky scary halloween streaming suggestions for you here for this week go check them out and report back on what you thought good or bad i want to know whether or not you're actually liking these suggestions and also let me know in the comments which of these platforms are you using more are you a netflix person are you a prime girl are you a shutter dude let me know which of these services you are using the most for all of your spooky streaming needs and with that, folks, we're going to take a short break so you can find out how you can save 20% on orders through Fangoria, including first-time subscriptions to their magazine. And when I'm back, I'm going to have my review of Ghost Watch for you. Don't go anywhere, everybody. Hey, everybody. Looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria Magazine subscriptions, as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW. Welcome back to T Watches a Scary Movie. Again, don't forget to take advantage of that 20% discount over on Fangoria. Love getting these magazines every quarter. They are so good and they are perfect for a horror fan's birthday or you know we got Christmas coming up. Get them that subscription and save them some money right now. But here in Horror Reviews tonight, we are talking about the 1992 film Ghost Watch. Now, I've always been an absolute sucker for horror films that use the found footage and live broadcast concept and a genre that constantly asks us to suspend our disbelief in worlds of vampires, zombies, and mass killers. Found footage live broadcast films see, uh, seek to get under our skin by framing what we're seeing as the actual truth. And more often than not, these stories are not presented live. Uh, meaning that typically we're given some kind of uh, explanation either at the beginning or at the end about how the footage was found, but not the filmmakers. Oh, nobody was ever found. No trace of these uh, these people were ever found again. They never showed up again. You know, things like that is the way these stories are typically framed. And in some instances, that can be very disconnecting from the presentation of the film itself because it's one of those things where we notice it in a lot of these films. So the more it keeps on happening, it's like, of course they're dead. Couldn't we just see something like this go down as it's actually happening, like it's being presented live? And I get it. That brings up a lot of questions because it's always like, would they keep broadcasting? Would they keep presenting it? And... 1992's Ghost Watch presents the events of the film live and in real time, giving it a sense of credibility that was hard to come by, especially for 1992, because you have to understand, folks, this is the early 90s. The craze of reality television didn't hit until the late 90s. That's when that really got underway, and that's when horror definitely became one of the biggest benefactors of reality TV becoming a thing. So this is a precursor to having, uh, having these kind of films presented in that way, and Ghost Watch just absolutely sets the table for decades to come. Now, 
Again, this movie is presented as a live broadcast that's hosted by anchor and journalist Michael Parkinson, who was a real journalist back in uh, back in London and in the BBC back in the day as well. And along with his co-host, they are seeking to show concrete evidence of paranormal phenomena. Now. Pamela Early, uh, who you might know from Hope Street or Peaky Blinders, and her daughters Suzanne and Kim are being tormented by an apparent ghost in their Fox Hill Drive London home. And they've reached out to local media outlets for any way that they can get some help to deal with this problem. Now, the Ghost Watch crew come and set up and they're not expecting to find much in the way of actual evidence of a poltergeist, of an actual ghost, who would? But instead, they're going to find out that their investigation will only make things much, much worse for everyone. Now, I typically don't have many issues watching older horror films, especially ones from the 90s. I'm a 90s kid, so I love going back and watching gyms, uh, gyms from that era that I might have missed. 80s movies do it the same way. And yeah, I'll watch things older than that, but it's like the 90s is my sweet spot for catching up on films that I might not have seen. And it's a different story with this kind of movie. In today's world, photo and video recording has evolved so much that it can seem out of place when we're not getting things like drone shots, 360 cameras, uh, ring cameras, and much, much more. So. Even with all the praise that Ghostwatch had been getting, I was a bit hesitant to go and check it out just because I should, couldn't check the question of how good is this actually going to look? Like I assume we're just getting an old school 90s television camera at that point. So how good could they actually make this all look? And I say that because it is a TV movie. This is not uh, this is not a theatrical film, so it's hard to know like what they had in terms of, like special effects budget that they could put into this. Because obviously we're getting great horror films about ghosts and demons and things like that well long before this movie came out. But it's a TV movie. How effective could they really, really actually end up being? And apparently it could be very damn good because Ghost Watch is without a doubt one of the best horror films that I've watched recently. And guys, this very well may now be my favorite found footage live broadcast film. Like this movie is so, so good. One of the biggest things that sets Ghost Watch apart from a lot of the other films in this genre is that the framing device of this being done as like a TV special, they are immersed in what's actually happening. Uh, they're in the house or the abandoned mental institution or the haunted amusement park. They're right there where the action is happening and that makes them susceptible to any of the danger that's actually going down. And while Ghostwatch does have host Sarah Green and her camera crew at the early Fox Hill home, we're constantly going back into the studio with main host Michael Parkinson, who offers his own commentary of the events that are happening throughout the film. This really helped with the immersion of the actual movie, just because um, when things started getting really scary, and it really does, this is actually a really scary movie, the consistent cutting back to the studio definitely brought a nice reprieve to all the stuff that was taking place at that time. Not only that, but Parkinson constantly takes opportunities to call out a lot of what we're seeing as fake 
and as special effects. So the fact that he's going against everything that we're seeing that we should be assuming is true, it adds to the immersion, uh, immersion of, is this actually happening right now? And if it is, is this real? This is not a prank. This is not a hoax or anything like that. And we know, we, we know in other films that like, typically when that setup happens and you have the reporter, like take quarantine, you know, and Angela's actually in the midst of like this zombie outbreak and everything that's going on, you know, anything they're saying, they're going to eat their words later, right? That's obviously going to be a big thing that happens, but from the setup of all these other found footage movies that you've likely seen, if you haven't seen this one before, you know, the idea is as long as you're not in that place, you're probably safe, right? You're not where all the haunting is going down, so you should be good to go, right? And we soon learn that that's not the actual case. And Ghostwatch hammers that point home even more by having the studio run a hotline during the uh, the night specials, taking calls from people who are experiencing their own supernatural phenomenon, either in the past or right at that exact moment. And because the movie constantly is letting you decide for yourself whether or not you think the events happening are real, the way that these phone calls are used to give exposition on the story taking place, it's one of the creepier standouts of the film because everything is not presented black and white straight up for us, honestly. Uh, to, to be quite honest, a lot of it we really have to decide and the phone calls just do such a great job of filling in that extra information. They're effective, they're scary, it's so good. It's so, so good. Uh, and from the opening alone, the thing about it, what's, what's kind of interesting is that there's, there should be a sense of familiarity with the early family story. And there's a good reason for that as uh, uh, screenwriter Stephen Volk uh, actually based the early stories on the Enfield Poltergeist. Now, if that term isn't familiar to you, the Enfield Poltergeist, then maybe you're more so familiar with a little movie called The Conjuring 2, which actually adapted this very same story, albeit it was obviously done with a lot of liberties taking place to make the movie more entertaining and more engaging as well too. And here's the thing, I love The Conjuring 2. I love that franchise as a whole, and The Conjuring 2 is definitely my favorite film in that series. It's a fantastic film. It's crazy to say here that Ghostwatch actually presents this story way better than The Conjuring 2 did, and even though The Conjuring 2 is featuring all these other demons and evil menaces and things like that, somehow... Ghostwatch is still that much more effective, which is me telling you how good this movie truly, truly is. There's a lot being offered in the way of scares here. And because we as the audience get so many different perspectives to experience this through, whether it's through our hosts, Michael and Sarah, whether it's through the various callers calling into the program, whether it's through the earlies, whoever it is, we get so many different perspectives that the film is just that much more accessible for various kinds of audiences that are out there. And it should be pointed out again that Ghostwatch, like I mentioned earlier, it is a TV movie. This was not done as a theatrical film. So when it was initially presented, 
the opening credits clearly point out there are writers on the film and it was like presented under the screen screen one drama banner but that didn't stop folks from calling in and making 30,000 phone calls to the BBC when this originally aired because they thought this was actually happening that's madness y'all that is marketing to a level that we have not seen since and likely could not be replicated again that tells you how scary this thing truly is the folks who couldn't tell fact from fiction Ghostwatch is going to find a way to get under your skin and for good reason it's a perfect pairing with your other favorite found footage horror films and there's very clearly influences coming from this to these other ones whether it's the Blair Witch Project whether it's Paranormal Activity or Host these films are clearly inspired from Ghostwatch and you need to go back and catch this movie now so you can see where all that great inspiration is coming from. Ghostwatch is available to rent and purchase on most of your favorite streaming platforms, folks. So that's going to do it for me tonight. You got more streaming suggestions and... You got yourself a new movie that you definitely need to go and check out. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button too, folks. And let me know in the comments what you think of this week's streaming suggestions as well as what you think of Ghost Watch. That's going to do it for me tonight. Make sure you're tuning back in next week for more streaming suggestions and a brand new movie review, folks. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. Hey everybody, I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode, movie review, game review, whatever it is now at this point. Don't forget, you want to get subscribed to my official channel so you can stay up to date for when I'm dropping new episodes, reviews, news, whatever it is. The best way to do that is get subscribed to my link tree. That's going to be linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. Again, linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. That'll keep you up to date with new videos, podcast links for the audio-only version, as well as my letterbox where you can find written reviews. Get subscribed, and don't forget, keep watching scary movies, folks. Stay scared.